look. She found joints to the side, eyes a shotgun. Then I'm a dark glass, got half shots, clocks, well clean. Touch you all in the blood clot team. See, I get left on a corner, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Playoff Diddy, a.k.a. The One True King of the South, a.k.a. Uh, Pfizer Poppy, Playlist Poppy, um, NBA Youngboy, and on, on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. AKA that ball headed badass, AKA Mrs. Loverboy, AKA the coochie queen of Dick's Monastery. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> AKA that engine, that little engine that could, would, and probably should. AKA that, that little baby who's sick of y'all shit. Kevin? As I am sick of yours, <laughs> as I am sick of yours, Miss. The last, mamas, the mamas. last two weekends have been a marathon, not a sprint. And you know what? I'm fucking tired. My body is tired. The soul is weary, y'all. <laughs> I'm exhausted. So Calvin and I, you know, we had to take a little break, a little breaky break. We'll be back at it like a crack addict. Um, I'll say, I'll tell you this on wax. People been cussing us out every time uh, we miss a week. Every time, every time we miss a week, I get literally, hey, bro, what the fuck is up with that? Listen, life is wiping its ass off right now, okay? Your girl has been unwell. And so have some of y'all bitches. We finna talk about it. Don't Not, worry about it. Madam, we have a guest. We, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. being rude. You know what I'm saying? You're being rude. Make sure you take your shoes off out the door, okay? You, feel, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Cookies are in the back. <laughs> and milk, if you like that sort of thing. We have oat milk and regular, you know what I'm saying, if you want that. Um, so I want to, you know... Introduce my guest, or allow my guest to introduce himself. We 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 brought we brought him on because you know there's some things that we need to discuss, and he is the one of the most qualified people I know to discuss said things. So you want to introduce oh, yourself, you my good brother? The kid. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, good evening, everyone. My name is Cam Harris. Uh, I am glad to be on here. Thank you for the invitation. Um, certainly looking forward to you know talk a little bit about politics and you know some of the nuances of politics, black folks in politics. Um, again, my name is Cam, uh, born and raised in Ohio, Columbus, lived in Cleveland for a little while, been all through kinds of, of different forms of government, state government, some uh, grassroots organizing, uh, interned on Capitol Hill, been in D.C. for a while, um, you know, member of the Ohio Young Black Democrats and political consultant by day. So uh, excited to be here. Thank right. you. So so we so generally me, me and Ali. We are honest, if nothing else, and we know <laughs> we know when we need to have someone on here that's a little bit smarter than us in order to kind of explain certain things because we. Baby, we, I don't have the range. Okay, I just you know, let you, you know, know. I don't have the I, range. I know I was, what questions to ask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But the way I think about it and the way it comes out of my mouth, I would sound stupid. So instead of doing that, Cam, thank you for coming. Of course, glad to be here. Appreciate you. Yes, yes. sir. Calvin? Yes. All right. So, so my brother, so the reason why I brought you on, because we know you're going to keep it 100 with yeah, us. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, I, if I if I ain't feel like you was going to keep it 100, we wouldn't have had you on. <laughs> um, and so, over the last, I think over the last, like, year and a half, right, I think people have really, there's been, like, a political awakening, awakening of sorts. Very much. You know, what I mean? we, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've, 
we've, you know, I think ever since 2015 and uh, 45 getting elected, I think people have kind of woke up a little bit, for lack of a better term, as far as like, what the fuck is going on? And, and it crescendoed into this 2020 election, you know, highest turnout, I think, ever for an election. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, most votes ever, like, both both candidates got, like, more votes than, like, the previous high. And Joe Biden won. Yeah. And so, can you first tell me, tell me your reaction when, because mind you, this was a different election than years past because of the pandemic. Right. So we didn't really have a lot of answers on election night. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it was, it was kind of, it, it turned into, like, election week. So, like, first and foremost, could you just tell me your 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 real nigga reaction when you when you got that CNN alert? Like, hey, this is this what happened. Yeah, my first reaction was like, oh, thank God, right? Like, the Donald Trump era has come to an end. To at least you know, so we thought, um, at least his presidency. Uh, so it was like, yes, thank God. Now it's like, okay, what do we do? Where do we go from here, right? Because right. At, at this point, or at least when the CNN newsreel came up, Joe Biden is president of the United States. It's like, okay, now where do we like try to start to put the fire out, right? Do we start with the Supreme Court? Do we start with healthcare? Do we start with all these, you know, fires that has been magnified throughout the presidency of Donald Trump? And then on top of that, you have the pandemic. So it it was, you know, a real short lived like excitement. And then you kind of Mm -hmm. step into the room and you're like, oh, damn, like there's a lot of stuff that that needs to be fixed. Did you feel like, did you feel like, Oh, like Donald Glover when he walked into the community with the pizzas and, and the, the whole shit was burning so, down. That was, that was, I mean, to, I mean to be real, it's like if you talk to people in the administration and you know other folks who who's joining like his staff in, in the White House, like that's very much their reaction, right? It's like, yo, we're you know at this point we're understaffed, um, trying to figure out again where do we begin to make a mark because everything is on fire, right? You know, how do you prioritize? How do you prioritize? you know, uh, ensuring reopening schools is safe for kids while also trying to prioritize, you know, nursing homes, right? To make sure that that's still safe for those who are living in there. So it was just kind of that conundrum of figuring out, you know, how can I help kids? How can I help businesses who are closed during the pandemic? How can I ensure that, you know, vaccine and, and access to the vaccine is out there? So definitely like like that like that scene of just walking in and seeing everything on fire. <laughs> All right, so so one of my favorite quotes that uh, Ali gave was <laughs> was like, "I need I I need this to hurry up because Donald Trump dragging off his shit is preventing me from protesting President Joe Biden." <laughs> Hello, <laughs> listen, hear me out. Okay, I I don't believe in like I really do. I hate say it. Oh my god, all politics is is lessons of two evils and yada sure, yada yada. Sure. I grew up in a very political politically driven household mm-hmm. it's actually how i learned how to argue because <laughs> I, like no that's solid. I, I i had to debate my dad my dad was not gonna lose not yeah, in his yeah. house excuse me like no so my parents have always instilled in us that you have a responsibility to participate in everything that affects your life mm-hmm. you have a say so and you can believe in corruption and backdoor deals and whatever conspiracy theories that you have but taking a backseat in this as a black woman is detrimental it is. Yeah. And even if I, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I don't like politics. Yeah. I hate it. I really do hate it because it's the big, it's the great game of compromise. Mm-hmm. And there are no losers because there are no winners. 
It's that ball, that pendulum is going to continue to swing oh. back and forth. Right. It's just your job as a citizen to make sure that when that pendulum hits you, you are prepared. Yes. Because yep. it's going to hit. Mm-hmm. And that's what participating in politics is for me. I have to watch what I intake for mental health reasons. It gets yeah. overwhelming for me. And that's but as a somebody who has studied journalism, somebody who does speak on a public platform such as this podcast, I need to make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I am raising a son to also know what the hell he's looking at. Right. And setting up a world that is okay for him. At least. Sheesh. Yeah. No, do I hate I, I hate the chore. Voting is a chore. It is a chore. I participate because it's a responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. That is the tax that you pay. So now, yeah, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of taxes that we pay. Because <laughs> baby, my student <laughs> loans looking real. Um, but, a, so 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 again, it's between, God. Like, it's between God and Joe Biden <laughs> at this point. Come get it back in blood, bitch. <laughs> so so I, so my so my first question for you, bro. Is like I'm, I hear a lot about like student loan forgiveness. I think is the one thing. If I had to pick an issue that impacts the majority of the people that listen to us, yeah. it's that. Yeah. And I'm I hear conflicting things, right, bro? Like I hear some people saying like the president could forgive it with us with a with a with an executive order, just a, you know, what I'm saying a sign of a paper. And other people saying yeah. that something got to go through Congress. So like, could you put like right. you know what I'm saying like help me understand like. What's the what's the hold up? What's the issue? Is it going to be for you? Know what I mean, like, help me understand that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, from what I remember on the campaign, uh, President Biden definitely wanted to look into some type of form of student debt relief, forgiveness, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, whatever it may be called. Um, as far as what that will look like, you know, what his plan is, like to date, I don't know, but I can say that there are certain actions and measures that. He can do. And I will. And I do know that the Senate, you know, right now, Chuck Schumer, um, the, the majority leader in the Senate, you know, he's presently like advocating for President Biden to, you know, cancel at least up to fifty thousand dollars worth of student loans. Right. You know, it's not complete and total forgiveness, but. There's like an active pursuit literally from Senate Democrats. I, at least yeah. Schumer, that, that's trying to get that done um, now. OK. It, there, there, Forbes does have this uh, article out, maybe maybe a week old now, maybe two weeks old, where something I didn't even know was going on is that Joe Biden has already forgiven like some crazy amount of student loan uh, dollars, right? Um, so there I, is actually I, I, I read that right, right? Yeah, yeah, I read that right. So 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 like I read that he forgave like three billion dollars in student loans, right? But this mm-hmm. is this is how you know what I'm saying how numbers can you can you can play a trick with numbers, right? Like he forgave three billion dollars in student loans, but there's sure. like over a hundred billion dollars in, uh, in, student, in student loans. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's like us giving like a homeless person a dollar over the street. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 it's, it's better than nothing, but we still we're right. still fin- you know what I mean? So yeah. my, I guess my second question is, bro, it it's going to be really hard to explain to to a lot of people. How mm-hmm. the Democrats have the House, yep. a tiebreaker in the Senate. I'm so glad you went glad there because that was literally my next yeah. question. Go ahead. Kyle. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna, I told you, I'll keep yeah. it real with you. It's going to be hard to explain to a lot of niggas how the Democrats have the House, a tiebreaker in the Senate, and the presidency 
and don't really they get still, a lot of their goals done yeah. is because we've seen over the past four years, you know what I'm saying, Trump, even without the majority in the last two, yep. you know what I'm saying, the last two years get a lot of shit pushed through. So, like, speak on speak on that as far as, like, why it seems to be that, like, the Democrats can't seem to move in that same sort of, like, lockstep mm-hmm. to get some of the most important shit done compared to the other side. Dude, I'm so glad that you asked this question because this is literally, like, the top political consultants, strategists, they all wrestle over this, like the, the you know, top folks in the DNC, Democratic Party. We all ask this question. And, you know, routinely, I think what we discover uh, is that one of the big things for the Democratic Party, as you may have heard, is that, you know, we're the big tent party, right? We care about everything, everybody. Mm-hmm. We want to welcome everyone, right? So we're so, uh, I think, a, a negative, not necessarily a negative, but uh, something that harms us in our messaging is that we cannot necessarily get on one playing field or one agenda so to the point and long enough where we can get done what we prioritize. Um, uh, you know, for example, like you hear, you know, right. all kinfolk, all skinfolk ain't your kinfolk, right? Like just because everybody's right. united under the Democratic Party banner doesn't necessarily mean like they're all on one agenda. And that's where- yeah, And I think of- that, and, and I honestly, Please, y'all don't drag me. Fuck it. No, no, you're good. That is the that is the one thing that I have to actually like with Republicans on. It, that could be the most corrupt shit that they got going on. But if that's the marching order, that's the fucking marching order. Yeah. They gonna get that shit done. Democrats do a lot of jaw jacking and, and like bickering over the details. Get push that motherfucker through and then worry about that shit. Yep. Get let's get something done, please. And so, do you, what? Do you, so, my question is, what do you, what do you think is the is the re, you say there's a big tent party trying to appeal to a lot more folks? But what do you think is the reasoning for like it's like, almost like a paralysis of choice? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like they feel like they got to go. There's so many different ways, so many different things that they got to do that they don't do none of them. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so and, talk and, to me about that a little bit. And that's, I mean, that's honestly like if you just study the history of of democratic politics, at least you know more recently in the last decade or so, even 15 years, right? As the party continues to grow and develop, right? That's that's kind of been uh, something that's hurt us uh, because, I mean, just a perfect example, right? Just thinking of Nancy Pelosi and AOC, right? Just to how different their political ideologies are and our Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, right? Maybe two, yeah, maybe two, two stars, right? Yeah, like, yeah two, right. So like maybe, just, yeah. just having that, that disagreement in terms of how we can achieve policy um, oftentimes, like you said, causes that paralysis. And uh, at some point, right, I think we need to have a unified message, right? We we have an understanding of what we want, what needs to be done in the country. But as Ali said, like the Republicans, they get a message, they have an agenda and they stick to it. Um, for us, it's like, you know, why do we have to stick with this message or why do we have to agree with that message? Why can't we do X, Y, and Z? Why can't we go a bit further? It's like, it's like I understand it takes more. There's a more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. I understand that. And I get that like sometimes the devil is in the details. So I I get that. But sometimes it doesn't sound like we're sorting it out. It sounds like procrastination. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a big ass fucking holdup. And it sounds mad like I'm just to put it very it's simply. Frustrating. It's frustrating as yeah. shit. Because and on the back end, we are as people the effect of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, the one thing that pissed me off last year of everything from COVID and on down. How many fucking recesses these motherfuckers took? <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, I'm, I'm being petty about it. Yes, absolutely. 
We have literally people dying, and y'all niggas are at Turks and Caicos. Y'all are at the fucking Hampton. I'm trying to not be petty because I know I know who you are, but that Ted Cruz leaving leaving his state. <laughs> that like, that, yeah, that man, nigga yeah. didn't erase the Cancun I mean, while his state was going through a snowstorm. Bro, that state was literally going through a snowstorm, and this nigga is in Cancun. Yeah, bro, that is trifling. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. Trifling. Like, you're, you're you're the senator, like regardless <laughs> regardless of your political party, like when taking you're pictures office, and shit. Tan like, is a motherfucker. Yeah. And then had a then turned around and came back and then threw his family under the bus. Threw his whole family underneath the bus, bro. I was trying to be a good dad, man. In he wanted the to go. Of a fucking pandemic. Man, He's on vacation in his board shorts, bro. <laughs> Giving shame to the family name because you wanted to shake some ass in Mexico in a during a pandemic. Yeah. Yo ass should have been at home any fucking way, bro. I was weak. Yeah, I, I, look, there's, again, him being the senator, right, he's supposed to, uh, in, in theory, supposed to represent all people of Texas, right, And but there's no excuse for that. Um, but to, yeah. to kind of go back to the earlier point about, you know, the Democrats and, and us, I actually think, like, this is a way for us as black people to kind of step up and lead the charge in messaging, right, because we're obviously a, a power block, if not the power block of the Democratic Party. At least as of, as of today, we um, could we could talk about we could talk about that in real soon. I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, yeah, but that's gonna lead to my next point. Okay, yeah, I, I just think that there's prime opportunity here for us to to really, as frustrating and as as you know, grueling it can be, is to really participate in the political process and do our part because we have the numbers. We clearly right the data shows that without black people, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. The Democratic Party wouldn't be in the position that it's in, but. Uh, there's something missing on our end that we need to do, but right. we can go ahead. So, so, so is that the reasoning why, or is that, do you think that's part of a reason why that you, because if black people, black women have delivered the presidency for, for like, you know what I'm saying? The number, the numbers show that they, that, that the president was delivered on the backs of black folk. Yet it doesn't feel like there's been any sort of like, right. like if, how do I phrase it? It doesn't feel like it's been any sort of like legislation or like action that's like recognized. Right. Hey, shout out, shout out to y'all for delivering us the president. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, and and I understand that like the stop agent hate bill was largely symbolic versus really like actionable. Right. And but you but you you saw the reaction when Juneteenth was made a federal oh, yeah. holiday, and we're like, that's not what we asked for. If the, if you it feels like. We're stop in playing in my face. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in a, like, stop playing in my face. Stop you, playing a, in my face. Okay, that's I, what it feels like. I'm asking you to not cheat on me, and you keep buying me flowers yeah. and fucking other people. Fair, fair. That's what it feels. No, like. I mean that, that's a legitimate like feeling. That's right? a really yeah. good analogy, and it's fucked up because that's happened. That's, that's like happening. I just want you to not be for the streets. How about this PS5 instead? Yeah. You're like that's <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not giving that. I'll take it. But that's not what I wanted. Yeah, but see, that's man. also the thing, but Calvin. But you make up a good point. I'll take it, but that's not what I want. Maybe we should stop taking that shit. Mm. I mean, yeah, and I mean, look, that's a, that's a like not to be on no anarchy shit, but like we keep accepting the bears, and it's like I understand that it change happens over time. Like mm. these are these are steps to the change agents that mm-hmm. we're asking mm-hmm. for. But sometimes it's like stop dangling the carrot and smacking me with the stick, bro. Because niggas go get violent. Yeah, there's only so many times. Tupac yeah. had an amazing analogy for that. Like, eventually you're going to stop knocking and start banging. 
and eventually you're gonna come through the door. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you, and sometimes niggas are fed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and go, going back to the Juneteenth point, right? Like that's you know perfect. That's a valid feeling, right? Um, we, you know, this is cool and all, but you know, we, there's a lot more that could be done and needs to be done. And I, I, I do want to say, like at first, I had mixed feelings about it because you know, in my personal capacity, like I've celebrated Juneteenth for the last two, three years personally because of the, the history of it. And then it finally becoming a federally recognized holiday. I'm like, okay, you know, we're making strides here, blah, blah, blah. And then, can, can I say what can I say what you don't what you can't say because of your because of your position? White people shouldn't be allowed to take Juneteenth off. <laughs> okay. and listen, I agree. But you know what? That was and that was honestly my initial reaction because I never wanted I, first of all, we never asked for it to be a federal actually we did. Some people have I did see yeah. that we said we have suggested making a federal holiday mm-hmm. as a symbolism for us. We have suggested that. So I don't want I hate when people become dense because we did ask right, for that. Right, right, right. I saw I saw that. That was something that was a topic. However, the part, the reason why I've always disagreed about it is because it was sacred. It's mm, almost okay. like That's sometimes fair. I wish black people did a little bit more gatekeeping, mm. like a lot more gatekeeping, actually. And Juneteenth was one of those things that I enjoyed the fact out of that niggas was just going to call off and we were going to gather and we were going to celebrate and we were going to make it special because it was ours. We didn't need your permission to do that. Yeah. And now people who are honestly, uh, who should not have broke, I hate having to tell people you're a guest at the function. We're not celebrating you. Act accordingly. I hate I hate that. Because, so, baby, the first white bitch I see in a dashiki on Juneteenth, I'm going to jail. <laughs> so, so like, given everything that's happened over, like, the last year and a half, the racial tension and, you know, the, the racial, like, underlines that, that we've seen from, you know, political officials, you don't think, like, having this on the history books is beneficial for white folks to know, like, yo, this was, this was. So, so, so I look at it like this, right? Yeah. And it's, I just have so little faith mm-hmm. in the so majority mm-hmm. of them for to actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, take time out to, like, understand, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, like, I think, I think the thing I'm worried about. I'm worried about like it's com- commercialization. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because it doesn't it doesn't feel like a holiday that should be commercialized. Like it doesn't feel like a holiday where we should have mattress sales around. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but because I see what we do to other cultural holidays. Like I Baby, see what, because niggas cut up for Cinco de Mayo now. Y'all let's be fair. You know like you, like no, you we do. And we y'all do be it absolutely too. dead ass wrong wearing them big ass sombrero. Y'all are wrong, bro. Y'all be wrong. You, Come you, on. You, now. You, you know what I'm saying? So like I see I see what we do and, and we I mean America. Yeah. To some of these other cultural culturally important holidays, and that's part of a worry. But also part of a worry is I just don't trust the majority. To really take to you to take that that day off that you get for Juneteenth and really actually like actively do something, you know what I'm saying? Because think about all the stuff of all the stuff that we try to implement for Martin Luther King Day, right? Like make it a day on, right. not a day off, right. a day of service. This and the third, like, and people still misquote him to this day. The C the CIA celebrates Martin and the FBI. Celebrate Martin Luther King Day. That's like you. Ne- never mind. I can't say that with you on the podcast. Oh I my god, Calvin! Please, I stopped. I stopped. No, because I'm telling you, I am telling you, it's going to be spicy today. Before we, before we move from Juneteenth, I do I do want to say this. Like, yes, Juneteenth is not. I, Juneteenth was never supposed to be a policy fix. Um, yes, for some, you know, it could be a slap in the face, right? I wrestle with it myself. 
Um, but the decision to stop, you know, advocating or stop trying to push for, you know, police reform and, you know, voting rights legislation and, you know, just advocating for our people, right? That, that starts and stops with you. And if you allow Juneteenth and this becoming a federal holiday to like be a distraction or whatever else people were saying, then I think that that is a personal problem, right? You don't, don't allow that to stop you and your advocacy and, and for that to blind you to see like, yo, we still got a lot of work to do. Opal Lee, who was a woman who was honored at the signing ceremony because she was, I think, one who went across the country. She was, yeah, yeah she, she was like one, she, she was 100 years old, something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's 90 some years old and she's been doing this, you know, trying to get this as a federal holiday since like the 80s or something like that. And, and you know, she said herself like, yo, this is great, right? You know, all the work, all the sacrifice that I put in and countless others to, to make this happen today. She's like, yo, there's still more that we got to do. So don't, don't allow this to you know, be the culmination of, oh, yeah, you know, Joe Biden, you know, black people got him in and he gave us Juneteenth. Don't let that be the end mark, right? You know. Okay, so, 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 okay, so let's, okay, so now I, I'm, a, I'm a believer, like, we know what the problems are, right? Yes. Like we could spend all the time in the world talking about the problems. I'm here, action steps, right? Like, how can we turn this thing around? Because truth be told, I feel like a lot of black folks, especially a lot of black young folks, feel super disillusioned yeah. by the entire political process, especially because it's like we really got in people's business to tell them niggas to vote this year. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like we aggressive with it. Like we was Jehovah's Witnesses <laughs> aggressive with it. You know what I mean? Like so and, and so people voted often for the first time and they may not be seeing the result. The the change the results. Yep. So like what are the actions items that we can do to kind of you know, maybe take a little bit more of it into our hands yeah. or really put the pressure on the people we need to put the pressure on to get some things done. Dude, I love, I love this question because one, like for some reason, I don't know why, and it could just because of some deep historical significance with voting and black people, but we have been conditioned to stop like our political awareness and attentiveness at the ballot box, right? When we're, vote, when we're done voting and the presidential election is over, for some reason, like we kind of check out and, you know, the numbers in terms of like people meeting with their officials, their their mayors, the the number of like black people who are involved in those like door to door meetings and advocacy efforts and talking about policy and bill suggestions like are drastically lower than our white counterparts, Asian counterparts, so forth and so on. Um, but to like really, really cultivate our power is one to continue after the election. Right. I, I know it's tiring. I know the election beats you up, you know, Take your break, take your time. Um, but it's legitimately like I've seen it happen where the power, the collective power of voices and communities and organizations, when they come together and bring something to the attention of their mayor, their city council member, their legislator, right? They, they're knocking down the door, right? They're beating on the door for so long until they knock it down. As Ali said earlier with the Tupac uh, quote, it, it creates, um, the the atmosphere for people to listen to you for those who are elected to listen to you now i say that to say we have to be collective and organized with what we bring to the table right we just can't bring any or anything and and think that you know they're going to hear us or take the meeting with us um so i think the first step is right look at what was promised and talked about on the campaign what ignited you to vote for that person what what issue especially nowadays like so many black people are not really tied to a political party we're more issue-based than anything. 
So if you're passionate about, you know, infant mortality and, and ensuring that, you know, black women and mor- the maternal rate, right, is a problem in, right. in your neighborhood, your area, right, find that legislator or talk to your your member about, you know, what's going on in your, your community, your neighborhood, right? Get the facts, pull the fact sheets out. Politicians always listen to numbers. They listen to data and they listen to collective voices, flat out. So if you have a mobilized group behind you and if you have the data to support it, schedule that meeting, email that person. Talk, don't don't be afraid to talk to their staff neither, right? You're not always going right. to be able to meet with the mayor. You're not always going to be able to meet with the congressman, congresswoman. Talk to their staff because their staff, after they meet with you as a person who was a former staff, we're sending that information to our chief of staff. We're sending that information to the to the member themselves. So don't be afraid to take those meetings and don't take it as a sign of disrespect. But literally, like it, it sounds cliche. I've seen it happen. Use your voice. Use your connections. Right. Your your fraternities, your sororities, your your urban leagues, your NAACPs. Right. Use those platforms. Right. Um, your your area commissions. Right. It, it's it's a grueling process, but it's so worth it in the end because I promise you, you will capture the attention of the people you're trying to trying to get get a hold of. Right. All right. And I know I know you got to go, bro. So I got one I got one final question for you, and I'm gonna let you get back to your your vacation. You took time about your vacation to come talk with us. I no doubt. Um, if there's one thing that like black folks, like 35 and younger, mm-hmm. need to need to be aware of right now that we that we not aware of, mm-hmm. what would it be, and, and what can we do about it? Wow. Uh, right now, I. I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna say two, just you know, because it's just so detrimental to Black folks. One is, of course, all this you know voter suppression that's still going on. Um, the myth of your vote doesn't count is a myth, right? Like I wish we could get into the electoral college and all that type of stuff, but history shows, and even today, right, we're living through our own voting rights era um, of how our vote is continually being suppressed. Even in Ohio, right, there was a law that got rid of. There, there's a proposed law where they're trying to rid the the day before the election day of early voting. And they're trying to make sure that if you want an early ballot, you have to request it online and all these different voter suppression tactics that that's going on. So definitely the voting uh, restrictions that are being pushed right here in Ohio. And then um, the George Floyd uh, Justice and Policing Act, um, which is, as we all know, is a police reform bill uh, that came out in, in, in because of what happened with George Floyd last year. The House passed it um, and they introduced it during Black History Month, February, wanted to get it done then, but um, it passed like early March. Now it's in the Senate and obviously it's stalled in the Senate. Uh, and given the gridlock that we see in terms of some of the opposition on their views with police and police reform, I think that is probably like the biggest thing that we can need to continue to focus on and when we talk about um, the president, um, this is somewhat almost out of his hands. But um, I think this right now, I think should be the number one issue on everyone's hearts and minds is, is this George Floyd Policing Reform Act, um, because it, it, it limits things like no knock warrants and a few other things. But um, I think that's that's priority number one, right, is, is to ensure that gets through the finish line so that we can say that, look, you know, Juneteenth was cute, but here's here's what we really got done. Exactly. I'd agree okay. with that. All right, all right, all right, my brother. I I appreciate I appreciate you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Coming coming on real quick, talking about us. Um, 
Do you have any any final words that you want to, you know what I'm saying, leave leave the people with before you head back to your vacation <laughs> with your lovely wife? And, t- yeah, and, tell, and tell your wife, tell your wife I said Definitely, hi. definitely will do. Um, I, I definitely later. I definitely appreciate you both for for inviting me out. I always love, you know, talking politics and keeping it real, right? Like we as black people, um, we play a very important role, always have in, in this country, even when they forcefully counted us out and, and you know, did all them other crazy tactics, even in today. Um, but please understand that that your voice, your vote matters. Um, you can be involved in the process. I always tell people, like, if you're not aligned with a candidate or, or a particular party, you know, find what pisses you off to the point that makes you want to get involved. Right. Um, right. What what issues do you care about that you want to see change and focus on it? Um, don't try to you know, worry about the tax reform or don't try to worry about, you know, education and health care. What is your issue that you want to see change that you care about that keeps you up at night and then, you know, become an expert on it and then follow the process? Who do you need to talk to? You know, what is your member doing? What is your mayor, your city council, your congresswoman? Everything's on the Internet. That's the beauty of the Internet. You can follow their votes. You can follow what they're doing. If they're not doing their job, then, you know, it's your it's your duty, responsibility. And oftentimes your burden, right, as, as real as I can be, your burden to do your part to ensure that, you know, for the livelihood of, you know, your kids um, and, and, you know, family and friends is they live in a better society than what we do. So um, you can do it. I encourage you to do it. I, I we have the numbers. We have the power. We just got to stay committed. Slow progress is still progress. Uh, you know what? I hear you, bro. I I I bro, we appreciate you. We appreciate you coming, you know what I'm saying, coming in. And we go we go let you get back to your vacation, all right? You See you later, honey. Thank you. Peace. So again, want to give a big shout out to the bro Cam uh for doing this. I hit him up on a whim, like nine times out of ten, the guests that come on this podcast really come from me or Alex really be like you know what? It'd be cool to get this motherfucker on here to talk some shit. And they do. So I appreciate, I appreciate him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Getting, you know, helping us understand some things, but I'm gonna tell you right now. So, so this, the, the last part of this podcast is going to be like, you, you know, for those who've had a wedding or been to a wedding, you know, how the, the beginning part where all the family members and, and, the, and the grandmas and the aunties, you know what I'm saying? Go. You have your first dance, and yet you, you know what I'm saying. You have your They're the there kids for all the room. special moments. The this special is now, moments. This is now part of the show where you ask your grandmother to leave. You make sure she gets home safely now, okay? You 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 have you have whoever babysitting the flower girl and the, and the ring bear. Yeah, it's time go, for them to go home because I'm getting ready to cut the fuck up. So so you want to? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and get this off my chest. I, I am, and you know what? I'm sorry, not sorry. I kind of pride myself on the part of growth for me that I really do pride myself on is the fact that I have bloody, I've been letting a lot of shit just go. I've been letting it go. And the one thing that I have been letting fly that should have never gone was passive disrespect when it comes to me, my name, my character. Motherfuckers don't want name mouse. You need somebody to talk about. And I just so happen to be a little interesting. I understand. Okay. The part that kind of just, oof, that sits right up in my ears is that 
nine times out of ten, any of the whole shit that you heard that I did never came from my mouth. I don't talk about it. It's not my business. Actually, I, I, it's not your business either. I got girls. I got friends. I got a really, I have a really tight knit. My friends are my family. I got people I can run my mouth to. It's never. Let me be clear. It is never. Okay. Ever. Calvin, you can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I can, I can attest to a lot of things that I've seen and heard you do, madam. You know, and we all you... can. But the crazy thing about it is this. Whatever the fuck I do or don't do, I am doing it as a single woman minding my And the crazy thing is that the majority of people that talk about me, I don't know shit about. I don't know nothing about you. Nothing. And if this thing's good, I mind my fucking business. And the little shit that does get bought to me, I still mind my business because, baby, I say it to my fucking face. Which brings me to something. Your girl showed her ass in a way that I don't think I've ever really shown my ass like that publicly, ever. Not like that. Typically, when I show my ass, I am shaking my ass. I am having a good time and I make sure everybody around me is also having a damn good time. And I've been kicking it the past two weekends. If you've been paying attention and keeping up with your girl, I've been on tour. Okay. I've been having a blast. I've been letting my, listen, rocking out with my cock out. Like I've been really, really just enjoying myself. I work hard and there's been a lot of shadow work. There's been a lot of emotional work. We're securing new jobs. We're kicking ass at school. I'm being a fucking bomb ass mom. Me and my family are getting really, really tight lately. Life for your girl is good. And I felt like doing some celebrating. So you want to know what I did? I did what I do best. I congratulate myself. Because when I clap for other people, I'm typically the loudest. By nature, I'm a loud person by nature. So yes, it's not because I'm trying to outdo my friend. But I show the fuck up for other people. And this time I'm showing up for myself too. Fuck that. So showing myself a damn good time lately. And it kind of sucks when you hear people that really don't have a reason to dislike you. They just do, right? It's a part of life. Not everybody, not not everybody's gonna be a fan. That actually lets me know I'm living my life very right. But the difference is that with people, and I'm not going to sit in a lie. There are some people I don't care for, but I don't I don't give them any energy. I'm not impolite. I, you're just not my cup of tea. No, unless you got me fucked up, that's a different kind of energy. But typically, you know, we just don't, we don't mesh like that. It's no energy. It's just, you know, you're cool. I'm cool. We're just not cool together. Cool. That's adult. And not, and not everybody who dislikes you is not, there's no, they don't, there's no energy behind it. You're just not my kind of person. And I know for a fact, I'm not for everybody. And I'm okay with that. People are not okay with the fact that I'm okay with that. And I stepped a little further out of my character. Well, no, this is completely in my character, but I stepped a little further outside of the growth that I had for myself because I thought I was above that. I don't typically address anybody. You know, I don't fuck with them rumors. Chasing rumors is a bottomless well because nobody's ever going to be truly honest about what the fuck you said and why you said it. But every once in a while, as somebody who's being extremely honest, that shit does get to me. 
a little bit. I'm a human. Nobody likes to be spoken ill about, especially when it's really unwarranted. And especially with the love that I show to everybody. Because the reason why me and this individual even crossed paths was because I was going up to show love to the people around this person that I actually do care, not care about, but I'm cool with. It's nothing to be emotional for, but I show love. If you fuck with me, I fuck, I fuck with people who fuck with me. I'm not trying to win fans here. I'm Alex. I'm a very take it or leave it person. And either way you choose to roll, I'm cool with. I fuck with those who fuck with me and fuck everybody else who doesn't. And I don't understand what's so goddamn hard about that. I've never searched this hard for my own approval in my entire life. And this is the most self-satisfied I've ever been in my entire life. And I'd be damned if anybody gets to deserve that. I busted my ass to learn how to love me harder. You bitches are not going to break me. And I don't give a fucking for the record. For the record, I don't give a flying fuck if I suck fuck a, a, a nigga every motherfucking day of the week for the next 10 goddamn years. It would never be anybody's business but mine. You chatty Cathy ass niggas and you messy Bessie dry pussy ass bitches got one more about your girl this time. You did because I should have just ignored you like I was planning on doing. I ignore people I don't like. And the only reason why I don't like this girl, and the crazy thing is I do not know her name. I don't know her name. I have no idea. I, I, I couldn't find this woman if I wanted to. And the only reason why I don't like Shorty is because she don't like me. I'm not showing no love to people who don't show no love to me. And the last time I checked, I've done nothing wrong. And if I have, come check me about it. Tell me about it, at least. Actually, no. You don't have to tell me shit. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't disturb things that don't disturb me. So when you see me pop out of fucking line, when you see me popping my shit, it's typically because you touched the stove that you knew was hot. Leave me alone. I be minding my business. Y'all don't. And because I don't actually mind cussing you niggas out, you think y'all think I'm just showing my ass when actually you had me fucked up. The days of me being relaxed about my boundaries, about fucking with me a little harder are over. And anything that comes out of my mouth, I stand on. I'm not scared of nobody. Do you know who my fucking daddy is? No, you don't. But you know who I am. I'm not, I'm not, this ain't that. I don't run. Keep it cute. Keep it real fucking cute. That's all I got to say about it. Well, well then. Um, I think me and you have had these conversations a while. We've had a lot of these conversations. And I think sometimes people just want the reaction from you. I feel like because they feel like if they got the reaction, they won. Right? And you may be okay giving that reaction. You clearly, you, you've established that. Calvin, I love you, but that's where you're wrong. 
talk, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. That's where you're wrong. Because you just one, told me. You just told me. You one, about, no, no, no. About this one, you were a little wrong. Because I have been taking the high road. And you know I have. I have been letting a lot of shit, not, not just slide, but been choosing peace in the situation. I've chosen peace a lot. And you know how hard that is for me, to be honest. Because it's easier. With people I love, I will cuss you smooth the fuck out. Want to know why? Because I don't want you to do that shit again. I'm trying to be cool. And yes, my approach is really foul because people that I'm done with, I don't. I, I leave alone. People I'm completely done with, if I fight for you, if I get in the ring, it's because I care. This time, that's that's typically the reactions that you see out of me. I, I fight the woof with people I love. I will give you the smoke. Because A, I know you're not no bitch and you can handle it. And two, I love you. And I love very passionately. And it'd be making me so mad. But this time, so yeah, my approach needs tailoring with the people that I love. Because I don't typically, with people I don't care about, I don't typically engage with. I don't care about you. Right? So the where you're wrong here, and it's not a bad wrong. I just don't think you see it from my perspective, is... You've seen me tailor that approach. You've watched the growth in that. Because I have. I've been doing a lot better. This time I had to remind a couple folks that sometimes cussing somebody out is self-care. In front of the same people that you talk shit to me about. They need to see that you're not going to bully. Taking the high road and being bullied are two totally different things. And I'm a bully, baby. Yeah. Do you feel better? I picked a fight. I sure did. Yeah, I do. I feel better. I feel a lot better. This time I do feel better. There are typ- there are times where I know I've flown off the deep end and I'm like, damn, I'm going to have to swallow my ego in order to have this conversation. I know when I'm wrong. I'm never. And you've also, you've, you've told me that. You, that's one of your biggest frustrations about me. Alex, you be knowing what you're doing and, cho- and you choose violence any fucking way. That's the biggest criticism about me. I know myself. This time, I didn't want to choose peace. Because to be honest with you, peace was never an option in this situation. I was minding my business until I wasn't. Okay, so you was minding your business. You you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't going to put the story on wax, but you was minding your business. No, because I'm not going to do that. I'm not. No, I'm, no, 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 no. Because no, no, no. that's what I'm So you was minding your business and then. Peace got disturbed, Calvin. We can move forward. But just know that there are times that like I'm not I'm not gonna always I'm not gonna continue to be graceful. Your girl's a little fresh out of patience. I'm fresh out of patience. I so here's where I worry, right? You're a grown woman. You can do you. You don't have to listen to anything that I'm, I'm about to say. You're a grown woman. You can do whatever you want. I worry on the toll that that will take on you, and I worry about that fucking up a progress that you've made. I that's where I worry. You know, you know me. I think I think a little more long term. I that's where I worry. Yeah, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? This like, time, th- but you know what? And I'll be honest with you. Because parts of me do feel like this. Alex, you were so close to just not giving it anything. You were so close to this, you were right there. And you didn't have to say a word. You didn't have to do a goddamn there are parts of me that just be like, mm, you could have handled that differently. Or not at all. Because it really wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. 
I just sometimes get tired of that being the expectation of me to take the higher road instead of people just being better fucking people. We can't control other people. No, you're right, Calvin. You're right. You're absolutely right. I cannot control other people. I can control Alex. But sometimes boundaries need to be set. And the only but, way to get people is and sometimes sometimes people only understand violence because I've tried. So so then my follow up question is this. Do you do are you sure that that boundary has been set with with, with, with whoever it is now? Your, you sure? Positive. Cause, so so you sure they ain't gonna try you again, they ain't gonna disturb your peace again? Like that, that's my thing. So I'm this, like you know what? What what I need to be what I need to say is uh, what I needed to say what excuse me, god damn it. What I needed to say, I said. And I meant it. I meant every fucking word. I told you I'm I'm I i do not backtrack. I don't know. Not when it comes to shit like this. And I'm still open to a conversation. I'm no, still listening. Not. Yes, I am. Come absolutely, on. I absolutely am. Why not? You want to look up because no, no, no. Here's my, here's my, here's my logic behind it. Hear me out, okay? I'm absolutely open to understanding when somebody's trying to. I don't, and I know this is a little part of my naivety. I will say this because I still I care about people, and I'm always down to heal. I'm always down to fit. I'm always down, even if it's not, even if it's not on some. Best buds mean this bitch gonna go shopping type shit. Probably not. But neutral energy is peace. You don't positive. The opposite of negative isn't positive. Sometimes it is neutrality. And I'm okay with that. Because we both know if we tiptoe on either side of the line, it's going to be smoke. I don't want that. I like to move. I like to. Sometimes peace isn't the option, but we can be cool in the same function. It ain't got to be no words. It ain't got to be. It ain't got to be no energy. You got your side of the fence and I got mine. We good. It ain't got to be all that because I don't even move like that. I'm not a look over my shoulder ass bitch, but I'm not scared of nobody either. Now, you said you don't know this person, right? Right? You don't you don't know this person from a can of paint, correct? Calvin, I love you. You're going to talk me off a ledge. You're trying to talk me off of a ledge. I'm, no, let me finish. Just, just say you want to be on the ledge and I'll, I'll no, shut up. No, 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 no. You're trying to talk me off a ledge that I'm not standing like I'm not, I'm not, this isn't Alex getting ready, preparing for battle. This is Alex saying that I'm choosing peace. So I need everybody else around me to choose peace also, because if you don't want, if that's not what you want, I'm going to give you what you're asking. If I so choose, because there's certain things I'm never going to, I'm never, I'm never, but this time it was necessary. Do you know what about it made it necessary this time? Yeah. It's nothing I'm going to get into on wax, but a line needed to be drawn. And I drew one clearly in the sand. And if this means that motherfuckers decide to not speak to me ever again, oh, a okay. Because a line needed to be drawn. I, I, listen, we ain't got to belabor the point. I, I don't, I don't think you see where I'm coming from and that's okay. Not this, I know, I see where you're coming from. I'm going to, I respectfully disagree. That's fine. At this time, I'm going to respectfully disagree. Because, um, nah. Listen, like, you know what I mean? I ain't got to, I ain't got to belabor, I ain't got to belabor the point. So I'm just going to move on. Um, I will say, um, actually, I won't say anything else about this. So you want to hear the fuck up I did this weekend? I'm listening. So, um, I was out, you know, outside. 
And you know how you have you haven't seen someone in a while, and you're yeah. excited to you're excited to see that person. Yeah. And like, so I ain't seen this 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 person in a while, right? You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm a, and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you the story, and I, I'm the only reason I'm able to tell it on wax is because I've already made amends with this person in public. So I see I see this person. I ain't seen them in a minute because right. they've been wet, they've been wedding planning. You feel me? They took a step back from the things they had going on because they were planning a wedding in, in the midst of the panty. So I'm right. like, okay, cool. I see that person. I'm excited. I'm a little drunk, but I'm excited to see them. And I'm like, hey. I, I, I excitedly, you know what I'm saying, like, ask how, you know what I'm saying, how, how it's going. I'm excited because w- your homie's getting married. It's an exciting thing, right? Right. When I tell you, when I say, hey, like, you're getting married soon, like, happy. When right. I tell you, I would have had a better reaction if I stabbed Mother, Mother Teresa. What? Nigga, like, so I say that. And so everyone else was in on something I wasn't in on. And I came in like the nigga in SpongeBob who kicking down the crusty crab, like, Ooh. hey. So, you know what I mean? Like, I say that. And then, like, you, you, we in the middle of the function and you can hear a pin drop. That's how crazy it is. Oh. Hey. And I've so been, I've been that awkward before though too. I can't lie. And you know what I'm saying? Cringe. It bro, makes me cringe. I, oh my god. Bro, and I wanted to retreat inside my skin. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Because apparently I put two and two together that she's no longer wedding planning. Understood. Right? And but again, part of me feels doesn't feel it's not my fault because it's not like no niggas told me and I just Stepped over boundaries. No one and and no one's required to give a life update. But hey, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I guess they didn't understand. You know, they didn't expect that to come out of my mouth. But I'm like, I was trying to congratulate you because it's a, it was, it's a big deal. No, so so I so luckily the person who I said that to is a is an angel and a gracious soul, and. I, I I immediately like bought a drink as as an apology. Like I'm so sorry. I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't I wasn't trying to. You know, but nigga, I feel I felt terrible, nigga. I like, just I, I I have absolutely done that. Like I felt off. I felt awful, especially because like it's different just coming from from a guy. Like certain shit just doesn't land as land as cleanly when it's a nigga telling you it. So I'm like, my bad. You know what I'm saying? I felt bad. Like her homegirls are all hitting me with the. What the if if it felt like I did a bad transition as a DJ and the entire crowd just looking at me like nigga what the fuck what the fuck was that and so so that's the fuck up of my weekend I felt bad yeah I had a blast this weekend I kicked it shout out to Chanel he was in town it was good to kick it with him this weekend um I kidnapped somebody's baby actually she kind of kidnapped me so. I was like, please explain. Please, please, she please, please, me. please explain that you know, in better words. Than one that. of my homegirls has an amazing boyfriend. And he has a, a daughter that is about the same age as him. And she's just the like, she's just the sweetest little thing. But she, she reminds me of a very young version of myself. And I'm like, see, if I could just, if somebody would have just got up underneath me at this little time, I made certain decisions that I would have made would have turned out a little different. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I'm about to be her little mentor. Like I'm like, this about to be my baby. Like on some, 
just love up on her. Man, when I tell you this girl ran through my pockets, <laughs> I had a blast though. It was one of those days where I was just like, whatever you want, whatever you want, go ahead, have a blast, enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like her father, her dad is a single dad. He's doing a damn good job. The Literally, when I tell you one of the best fathers I think I've ever met, like he's incredible. And I know some amazing fathers. Like he's, he'd be on his ass for that girl. And it's like, I see you. Like, I, I see you. And I'm really, like, it's weird because I really am in, like, I'm transitioning from the cool big cousin to the auntie goal of my life. I've always been an aunt. But, like, I just really, it's a really cool transition to having little girls want to be up underneath. Like, wow, you think I'm cool. You see yourself like you relate to this. Like, when I tell you, it was so cool. Like, we did facials, and she took a bubble bath. And I treated her like I treat, like, my my blood-related nieces. My nieces come over here and they get on all my shit. They go through all my stuff and I'm not going to lie. I love it. I love it. It reminds me that, like, I don't know, in a weird sense, you're somebody's, you're somebody's hero. Because I know who my heroes are. I know the people that I'm like, oh my God, I'm so infatuated. You're so amazing. You're so bomb. You, and you've had the pleasure of doing podcasts with some of them. Oh my God. The women that I've looked up to and admired have come onto my podcast and I got to tell them personally. Like I had a whole fangirl moment when one of these was on though. Like I was like, it's incredible. Because it's in, and honestly, I'm not going to lie. I hate mean girls. I'm not a mean girl. I don't take no shit, but I'm not a mean girl. And the sweetest and the lightest soul I've ever encountered was one. She's, if you've ever, she's the sweetest woman. Oh my gosh. Like, like, but between her and Beloved, they have the same energy. It's, ooh, I love y'all. Um, like, it's incredible. And it just lets me know that, you know, even if I never blow up and make it in and become Mrs. Hollywood, I have this girl that still thinks I'm the coolest shit in the world. And all she wanted to do was just, like, get in my shit, ask me questions, drive me crazy. be a little girl and as a black girl who grew up in different, different, very different times, having somebody you can escape to like that at that age means a lot. Having somebody whose language you speak, like somebody speaks your language. They tune in, they tap in with you. That is the coolest thing in the world. And it makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. I think it definitely, um, Whitney Houston said, "Children are the future." I don't necessarily, <laughs> I don't necessarily know if she meant these children because some of y'all children are hey, fucking bro, wild. Stop! No, fuck out of here. Listen, I have seen some things on, and I'm like, who, buddy? I'm not gonna lie. I don't, I don't judge children. I, I don't judge children in parent relationships because I know that, and with both my parents, we've come a very long way, and I was a hell of a child. I really was. So sometimes, and as a parent, I give a lot of grace for that because sometimes you're, as a parent, you don't talk, you don't speak your kid language. And I know what that feels like because I got kiddos getting ready to be, he's in puberty. Sometimes the disconnect be there and it's like, damn, how do I tap in with my kid? And being a parent is sometimes knowing that you're not the solution right now. And that's the difference between parenting and ego. 
And I, I say it all the time. I've never had the opportunity to be egotistical about my parenting because I had to lean on my community. I had to be 18 years old. My community has always been knee deep in my parenting as for better or for worse. Yeah. And, and, and I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. I'll say this. Um, first, first thing, first and foremost, my kid ain't gonna have no kid, no kids to play with. Cause by the time I have kids, all my friends' kids are gonna be fucking old. Like, kiddo gonna be a fucking uncle. Like, he gonna have to babysit. He gonna have to babysit my child. My <laughs> I kid, hope you know that. Listen, he will. Y'all gonna throw some cheese at this little nigga though. He don't babysit yeah. for free. Now y'all he can don't. snatch his ass up to help y'all do chores and all kinds of shit. I'm cool with that. But babysitting somebody else's kids? Oh no, nah, y'all gonna throw some money at my name. No. I have I have three dollars. <laughs> so you don't need to be going nowhere. I got I got three dollars and this smooth four for four for little buddy. <laughs> but but on the serious note, the second thing is like part of me scared of fatherhood because I ain't you know what I'm saying? Like I'm scared of fatherhood because I ain't I ain't really have a nigga to teach me. I ain't really have a you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'd be doing all this shit like blind, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I never. How do I say this? I don't know how to be a good father because I've never seen a good father close. Because my biological dad was never in my life. The person I called dad, like he was too sick at the, you know, what I'm saying to really give his full effort. Right. So like that's scary. Like I'm like I'm I'm going in blind. Like what the fuck? And, and I just think about. You know, just w- yes, kids are assholes, but I also think kids are misunderstood. And if you're often misunderstood, you turn into an asshole. And so, like we we try to force our kids to speak our language, and it be being a kid gotta be like being being a someone who moved to America. And English is your second language. Where it's like all of these things that it feels like everyone else just understands. You're just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I feel like being a kid is the is the moment, like, if this is if this is Kansas, how is this Arkansas? Right. As, as a as a as an entire and, existence. And then having all these little emotions that you don't know what's going on. So it's hard to say what you feel, but you know what you experience. And you, that's, you're just mad. You're just, and you're just angry. pissed. And I am starting to see like the aggression in Kiddo. Because he's, if you've been around my son, he's the complete opposite. He is like on 50% chill mode all the time. Very mild mannered. A sweetheart. Oh my God. My kid is literally like, he's so gentle. And it's almost like this purity about it. Like, it's okay. He's so patient. He's so just, it's hard to believe he came from me sometimes. Because everything that I'd be really trying to give to the world, I see in my kid. So it's almost like I understand the spirit. Ooh, I'm getting emotional. Sorry, guys. But I almost understand the spirit that God gave to me. When he gave me. Which is why I don't talk about him. Because I, I have to protect that. My kid makes me feel like the most... The, I am at my best and my purest and my truest self when I'm with my son. Because who the fuck else do I need to be? <laughs> and he is becoming such an interesting kid. He's so brilliant. 
and people, and he's so good to people, which I'll be honest, he gets from me. <laughs> Despite my little answer though, 10 minutes ago, but like, and I think that's what be pissing me off because I'm genuine. I am genuinely really good to me. So when blue bullshit like that happens, it really pisses me off because I always lead with love and kindness. Typically, typically, if you met me, truly met me, I was not giving you a hard time. So when people greet me with that energy, it always throws me off a little bit because it's so unnecessary. I mean, yeah, I mean, the best part of how I feel too, like, because we talked about it. I mean, and not, and like, Beloved had to check me on this, and I'm sorry this is a tangent, but that, that, Beloved had to check me on this because I, because t- when, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, she who shall not be named popped up, it fucked with me because I just assumed I was never going to see the bitch again. You feel me? Right. Like, and so it was an out of, I'm a very, I'm a huge out of sight, out of mind type of person. Yeah. Like, when I when I break up with my situationships, I, I mute them, I block them because I need to get over them, but I can't see you why I do it. You know what I mean? We may be friends, we may be friends later, but like my healing process is my healing process. I just need not to see you. And so when so when Shorty and the crazy thing is I found out how Shorty was moving foul from somebody I didn't know is I did I don't know that nigga. The nigga I found out how she was moving foul, we have never seen each other in real life. You feel what I'm saying? And it fucked with me because I thought me and her was I had no beef. Like I was friendly. We spoke. We saw each other all the time. Like I was supporting her. Shit, right. You know what I'm saying? All types of shit. And then you come to find out, like you are you out here just saying wild shit to 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 your nigga at the time about me. Like that's it fucked with me. But I was like, she wasn't in the city no more. She did whatever. So when I saw her, it like all them feelings I thought, you know what I'm saying? I thought right. had, I had like got figured out, came back. And so that's why, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was shocked for a minute. And I, I appreciate the people, you, I appreciate you, I appreciate a couple other people. It's like, look, what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but Beloved had to check me because she was like, if you keep talking about Shorty, I'm going to have to do something because otherwise it looks crazy if I don't. Sure does. And I agree with her. And I I need you to like if if I need if, if you don't want me to do something, I need you to not give an energy. And so I think moving forward, we only have a certain amount of energy, right? Like we, we only have so much we can do, so much we can give before we, we out. You know what I mean? Right. I think we ju- we just have to be super mindful in in how we use it because it's a it's a finite resource, right? You know, what I, mean? I, I I can't just keep going and going because eventually, if I don't stop, my body gonna choose for me to stop. You know what I mean? And I think even with parenting, or even with I feel like there's some I was always taught to fight my pick my battles. You know what I mean? Like pick pick the battles I can win. Pick the battles I really care about. And I look at some of these parents and I see them trying to force a square peg into a round hole with their kids. Like, your kid don't like sports, bro. He like Naruto. It's okay. Like, stop put, stop trying to force this nigga on a basketball court and, and give this nigga some comic books, bro. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that be like, 
Like you clearly have a, 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 an idea in your head of what you wanted your child to be. And your child, because your child's a, a, a person with autonomy, has right. not chosen that path. It's okay, bro. Like, it's okay. You, and and the, the earlier you get on board with whatever the child has chosen, the more successful that child going to be. You see that child keep drawing on shit? Yeah, get mad because he's drawing on walls. But maybe buy that nigga a fucking coloring book. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Funny story. I know there's hella segues in that guy's life. So my ex-husband had a son. I hate saying stuff. Son, but that's his son. And he was the most like creative child. With his, like, he loved to draw. He loved Legos. That was his shit. One time, um, I had to put him on punishment because just doing kid shit. So I said, you need to sit in your room for that. So, but his brothers were there. So, and kiddo and kiddo's brothers. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got the boys for the weekend. It's a boys weekend, but yeah, I needed him in time out. So, like, kids doing kid shit. I come out the room, I come upstairs to check on everybody, and all I hear is, ooh. I was like, man, come on. Like, <laughs> hey, that's a one. I'm glad we're not, I'm glad we're not losing all the recipes, because did you know little black girls and little black, ain't even doing the hand games no more? Shit crazy out here. But I'm glad. Ooh, Who's teaching them? Who is teaching them? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I can't wait to show this girl how to double dutch. I cannot wait to put her on some skate. The little girl that's hanging out with me. I can't wait to have her. Girl, I am going to redirect your attention to so much like other stuff. Like the fun stuff, the, the really cool rights. Of, we, I, I think that women my age, between like, not 25, because you're still doing a lot of self-discovery yourself. But I think early 30-year-old black women, we need to get back to the rite of passages between turning down some of this shit to our, our girls. We need to start gatekeeping that because it is sacred for you and for your girlfriends to be playing slide outside and crisscrossing around each other. Having chalk and, and double dutch and braiding each other's hair and having slumber parties and where you're not just trying to sneak little boys in or little girls in. Like keeping it pure. I understand that there are the Nikki's, the Ari's, the Doge's, the influences. I get it. Those aren't the people that are parenting their kids. We are. And teach them that, yeah, hell yeah, being, listen. I'm honest. Yes, I do go out to the club. Yes, I do enjoy myself there, but I work hard. I work as hard as I play. Trust me. And I'm not, I don't need it. Just redirect the attention a little bit. I just think that we complain about little black girls and little black boys not doing the rites of passages thing. I love seeing the little black boys selling water. Whatever change I got on me, whatever cash, here. I love that. Because in sales, the one thing that they teach you is a thousand no's is one yes. Sometimes you need that one yes to keep going, keep your spirits high. Listen, because because that that philosophy does not change. Does not you, change. You get older, you get into it, no, pretty much no matter what you, you do. You start when hearing you get older, no a lot. You start you hearing, start no, hearing a no a lot. And I'll talk about I'll talk about that. You know what I'm saying towards the end because I got to give an update on my life here because niggas niggas keep asking me and niggas are worried about me. So, but continue. Um, but like, I, like, so I say that to say, it, like, we have to let the children of the future choose their paths, and we can't force them into the path that we want our kid, our kid in quotation marks to have. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, 
If if that nigga like to draw and you want him to be a hooper, let that nigga draw, bro. Like it's okay. Like as long as as long as whatever that little nigga like ain't illegal, let him go. Let him go, bro. Let him go. My I parents let me you. explore everything. At one point in time, I was in consecutive sports. I ran track. I was cheerleading. I was in swim team. I was on that, debate. That is, I was... that is hilarious now, but <laughs> isn't it? It's but hilarious. Like, isn't it? Because she's a runner, she's a track star. But <laughs> I like my parents kept me in everything. I was on debate team. I did video club. I was I wrote for the school newspaper. I did a lot of shit. My parents kept me active as hell. They were no, sure was. And so, I think yeah, like my mom. I think my mom did that too because also she was working. She was like, Look, if I can't raise you and I can't, if I can't watch you over time and I can't afford to pay somebody else to watch you, like, nigga, we gonna pay these schools to watch you. <laughs> we gonna, listen, do some shit. Nigga, like, work a job, do some shit, figure it out. You know what I mean? So I think that's part of it. And I, it's just it's like really, because honestly, we, we are leaving our, our, our kids in a super fucked up scenario. I mean, climate change is going to wipe out half this planet before all these little niggas can even get to, like, 30. Um, you saw, I mean, for, and I say that because rest in peace and prayers to everyone affected in that Miami uh, building collapse. Right. You know, because That was partly ca- caused because of climate change and rising temperatures and storms, like, was, you know, eroded the foundation. And they're only reporting 10 deaths right now. But when I tell you, uh, they they still haven't found a hundred and fifty people. A hundred and fifty people are still considered missing. Mm. Now I ain't passed the bar, but I know a little bit. All a hundred and fifty of them niggas ain't alive, especially days later, buried in rubble. So this death toll is only going to go up, and I just want to you know. Make sure I acknowledge, you know what I'm saying, all of all of the people who've been affected by that. Like, and it's 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 getting worse. Like, it's getting worse. So, like, certain things we just gotta do. We and it's hard to make sacrifices for people you don't know. Like, it's hard to make sacrifices for your quote unquote future kids, and you don't know, and you don't know what them niggas look like yet. But like, there's certain things that we gotta do now in order to make sure that like our our the next generation are is in a good place. Kind of what we talked, what Cam talked about, you know what I'm saying, before he, he got off of here was certain things we got to do. We know certain progress isn't going to uh, happen in our lifetime. We've accepted that. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But um, it's go, but if we if we don't make that progress now, it's not going to happen in our, our child's lifetimes either. You feel me? So trying to make that effort, trying to make that progress. But at the end of the day, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you that you got a little mini me. You know, to, to, and, to corrupt. Oh my goodness, and she's so cute. You know what's funny is that I really am turning into a rich auntie. Like, my babies get whatever the hell they want out of me. It's disgusting. I'm going to be paying for so much shit when these girls get in high school. It's going to be nasty. Like, my, I'm telling you, oh my God. I got cussed out the other day. My twin sister was just like, because my twin sister also has a daughter. And I go get my niece off. Like, that's my baby. My older brother also has a, I mean, I got nieces everywhere. Right. So Eden was like, I want to come over auntie house. Come on. 
My sister was like, I'm telling you right now. Don't get her ass nothing. I said, now you know better. She's like, she don't need nothing. She's actually low-key on punishment. I'm letting her come over because she loves you. I was like, nah, sister. You might as well keep her at home. I'm not keeping no problem. I go to bat for these babies. Sometimes you need an adult. Sometimes the conversations that they be wanting to have, little people be be feeling intimidated by it. Like, damn, my mom, it feels like my mom is tripping. And I'm able to offer some perspective. No, she's not tripping. You're being stupid. So I enjoy it. Man, being kind of turning into an auntie, accepting that I got a little bit more underneath my belt. So I got a lot more to give. And that's, man, that's actually kind of cool to turn that corner. It's cool as shit. So, yeah. Um, you know, like I got to now that the panty, well, the panty ain't over because it's Delta variant trying to fuck all this shit up. But, you know, let me, if you, whenever you want me to corrupt kiddo for a couple hours, you know, I enjoy kids. I can give back. Um, <laughs> he, your kid go come back. <laughs> oh my God. And y'all really are like, I mean, what's crazy is that kiddo is, is at such an impressionable age. That's another reason why he is looking for. This is that. This is when kids start to pick and choose who they want, who they think they want. Right. And I am so protective over who's over his head right now. It's nasty. It's always been that way. Because yeah. he gonna fuck around, come back saying like, "Get it back in blood." <laughs> everybody says, "Nah, that ain't even my kid." But everybody says that they be like, "We never see you with your son." I said because when I'm with my son, we're not. I don't know. We. He's when you with your son, you don't want to be outside with all these other niggas. No, I take my son everywhere. We be out. We be out. But with I like my all privacy. These other, with all these other niggas. Exactly. Gotta, we be. hear me. I hear you. But no, like we be, I just, I like my privacy. I like my privacy. And I like to pop my shit. And I don't want anybody to ever think that that's something that they can come. You will lose your life. On wax. That's nothing you can touch. I'm telling you. And I'm just glad people don't try me like that. But you can't try what's not on the game board. He is not on the game board. He's not underrated at all. But no, you said you need to get the people a life update. What's going on with you, young sir? Um. So it's it's been a it's been a, a not so closely guarded secret that I have been absolutely miserable for the better part of a year and a half. Um, some of y'all have taken the very interesting ways of showing that you are paying attention to that. Um, some of y'all, I've appreciated y'all coming through, you know what I'm saying? Checking in. Some of y'all, I don't know why, I don't know what about me gave you the, the impression that you could just speak to me in that manner and guide it as we're checking in. So, so I had to do some internal, internal reckoning because i'm like what what see i think are you you're similar because whenever someone playing your face do you get mad at yourself like what made you think that you could talk to me that way yeah, like, honestly, what, did I, what, did, what did i show to you that you could just you, feel like you could just do this shit you think i'm pussy like that's exactly how it makes it feel and then and then i have this internal conflict with myself like you better show this bitch why you're not pussy you better knock this nigga head off and then i have the other side of me which is just like now Alex, what would this prove because there's, there's certain people that you don't get no stripes for beating up. Yeah, exactly. 
You know what I mean? There's certain people you don't get no stripes for putting in their place because I'm like, come on, it's like it'll be like LeBron playing like high school basketball again. Like nigga, you supposed to dunk on a kid. You know what I mean? So, so to 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 kind of put, and I told I told everybody that I wouldn't I wouldn't speak about what I was going through until I went through it. Okay. So, and that you know what I'm saying because it ain't everybody's to know. But so obviously the pandemic affected me in many ways. Um, I didn't realize how many of my hobbies and things I enjoyed involved outside and being around other people. So when that was taken away from me, you know, and, and when I sacrificed that in order to kind of stay healthy, I, I was physically healthy for the most part, but my mental health really right. took a toll. Um, and Literally, you can attest to this. I wasn't outside for like a year. Like n- niggas don't niggas still to this day don't believe that because of who I am. But I'm like, no, nigga, like I go see my mom. Like I go, you know what I'm saying? I go make sh- check in on family, like my beloved's family. You know what I mean? Like I can't just put them niggas at risk. So I literally like when outside preemptively reopened, I was not I was not that nigga who was like, woohoo. Like no, I was like, no. So dealing with that for a year. Having a year of your life effectively taken away from you. If that's the way you look at that. Okay. Like, or just having a year of your life just altered in a way that you just did not expect. Like, I still feel some type of way about the money that walked out of our pocket the week and everything shut down. I still feel some type of way about that. But, and so then... You 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 know what I'm saying. Fast forward, you know what I'm saying. You you, you have your job issues. I have, my, I have my job issues. Job, you know what I'm saying. Like I was walking on eggshells at my job since January, pretty much, right? Okay. And you want to talk like uh, Charlie Brown and Lucy with the football? Yeah. Like the literally the week I'm scheduled to get my second shot, and for me that was like okay, I'm protected now. My people are protected. Mom's got her shot. Like everybody, people got her shots. So I, I start to see the light at the end of the tunnel of this whole thing, right? The 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 the, the week that I'm scheduled to get it, I lose my job. You feel me? So like it it set me all the way back mentally. It set me all the way back because it's like nigga, really? Like I'm finally feel like I'm about to get out of this the worst year of my life, and you add this to it. And we talk about the patriarchy a lot, right? But, nigga, when you ain't getting no money, you feel like shit, bro. And it's like, I still got bills I need to pay. I still got, you know what I'm saying, certain certain things that I, I have promised other people. I've obligated to other people. Hell, like, I can't just expect the person not beloved to sit in the house and not do shit, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's unfair. That's not what she signed up for. So like all of these thoughts, like were all the all the things that I thought I like I thought I got over the hump, and it was like, nope, nigga, you back down. So I immediately, you know what I'm saying, apply for the unemployment because again, like I can't be depressed. I can't I can't let myself feel what's going on because like shit still got to move. And like the world keep going, even when you, you know what I'm saying? The world keep going. So I, so I, so I apply for unemployment. I am nigga, applying for jobs is, has become a full-time job, right? Yes. 
I hate so, job interviews, and I know that's funny as fuck for me to say as a like somebody. as a nigga as a nigga who is a serial job interviewer. Oh yeah, I do. I don't have a single problem quitting a job. I will get the fuck up through. You will not mistreat me. You will not mishandle me. No, not at all. But like the thing about me is that it's funny because I work in HR, so job interviews are actually very much so a part of a part of the name of the game. But I am good at interviews because I'm good at interviews. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I need to say. I know what answers. I know what questions to ask. But it's very redundant, and we ask a lot of. The same questions. The same questions, and you answer them the same way over and over again, and it makes you feel very like, dog, what did you see in me that made you want me here? Right. So, 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 so I, so I, so I apply for unemployment. I'm applying for jobs. Again, which you want to talk about the, the little corner boys selling, selling the water, getting no after no after no. Nigga, I got no after no after no after no after no after no. You feel me? Like, sorry, you know what I'm saying? We're, we we found somebody who, who fits closer to what we're looking for. And mind you, this is right where the job market is still super garbage. Because it's not, the world hasn't really, really opened back up yet. A lot of shit, they're still in their staff reduction. So, so I'm out here trying to find needles and haystacks. Right. And then, after seven weeks of me applying for unemployment, doing a dutiful Weekly claims, all of that, nigga, they deny my unemployment. Wow. So niggas really had to hit the block. So, so mind you, it wasn't like I, I quit the job, nigga. Y'all quit me. It was a race to see who can get the, who can get the fuck out faster, and y'all won. So, but then the nerve of you niggas to to then deny me from the money I am owed. Because not only did you deny me unemployment, and they denied me. They said they, they fired me for just cause. But then you also refused to pay out part of the PTO that I earned because of some of some backhanded rule. Yeah, that's so, bullshit. Because if I was so, still an employee, I'd be allowed to take it. Kiss my eyes. And part of the reason you didn't take it is because you're trying to you're trying to get yourself through where this all eyes are on you situation. It's like, I can't take the days off because they're going to be like, oh, you don't work hard enough. So when I tell you something, and I'm telling you this, nigga, like the the thoughts of like I don't deserve to be on this earth anymore, because if I'm not providing, if I'm not an asset, I'm a liability right now. I'm a liability to people I care about. Niggas gotta come out of their pockets to make sure I'm straight. Like that, like it was heavy. Like and it was it was heavy to the point where I was like, maybe if I just crash this car. It won't be counted as a suicide, so niggas ain't got to answer no questions. It'd be like, damn, Calvin just died in the car accident. I've had that feeling. Where I'm like, if I just, you know, I just crash it because that way, that way it won't be ruled as a suicide. He just lost control of the car. Or it's so, one so, of those things where it's like, yeah, because suicidal thoughts are extremely because you feel like if I'm not here, I can't be a burden. The one thing, and I think I talked about this often, yes, we are going to put a trigger one here, so make sure that you have this down. But if we're at one minute twenty six seconds. Yeah. I mean one minute, one hour twenty six minutes. Yeah. But the one thing that they that in therapy they absolutely talk to you about is when you lose hope, you start you stop seeing the future. And dreaming is a part of life. When you feel hopeless, you don't feel like it's possible. Part of that hope does die because. You also know what's on the other side of not busting your ass and not succeeding. 
you get a glimpse of it. It's very, 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 very dark. Like, pitch black's not dark enough. It's darker than the, it's eleven fifty nine dark light. And when I tell you, you cannot see your hand in front of you dark. It's dark. That is a very scary and dark place to be. And unfortunately, I know very well what that looks like. And so when I tell you that, like, I wasn't living for myself for a while. Like, uh-huh. I didn't give a, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I was like, not a fine fuck. Part of it, I was living out of. Part of it was spite. I was like, I can't die before I win. Can't die letting these niggas have. You know what I mean? Like that was part of it, and part of it was like, damn, like if I die, niggas gonna be pissed. Like, 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 I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, beloved has a saying, like, nigga, if you die, I'll kill you. Right. You're not, you're not allowed to go. And so, but like that was a mindset where I'm over here thinking, like, man, if I just make it to look like a car accident, maybe, maybe it won't hurt as bad because you know it's a car accident. You know what I mean? Niggas ain't gotta ask the questions. So I'm over here, literally robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm over here doing. Nigga, picking up. I'm still robbing Peter to pay Paul because we'll update it. Like I'm still robbing Peter to pay Paul because again, shit got shit keep moving and it, it feels like a betray. It feels like everyone else has betrayed you because when you get punched in the fucking face and you get knocked the fuck down and the world still moves around you like if that didn't just happen, you feel some type of way. But you understand that that's life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's part of, that's part of the grieving of it. And I, yes, I, I grieved, I grieved the fact that like I, before, before this time, I always like whatever situation I, I'll come at it. I'll come out on top. I ain't, I ain't worried about it. Even when, even when niggas put the pressure on me back in January, I was like, nigga, it's nothing. I be, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I do what I need to do. You know what I mean? Whatever. So when, so, so when that happened and when you try your hardest to, 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 to flip that switch and they still get your ass gone, it hurt. It hurt. And the so part they, about it is, it's it's like this. There are not enough. It's We talked about this before. You don't want to vent about it. I want to bust my ass. I want to fix it. I want to move the fuck off. I don't want to be Especially because no one can fix it. Yeah. Literally, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, there's very few people who, who could have actively fixed what was wrong with me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, even the people who cared about me, who would die for me, couldn't fix this because they didn't have the access. They didn't have whatever necessary to do that. So it's like, I often say, like, like I, I can't, t- I don't talk to p- about my problems unless you can fix them. Because otherwise, talking about this is going to make me more mad. Because then we just going to sit here like, well, what you going to do? I can figure that out without having it. But anyway, so... We we still applying. We still, you know what I'm saying. At this point, now you really got to hit the block because like ain't no money coming in. Nigga. I'm, I'm out here. I'm out here trying to you know what I'm saying. See if I qualify for all the government assistance because I'm like somebody gonna have to give me something. Otherwise, I blow this whole bitch up. And I listen. Okay. I thought about you. Want to, I thought about blowing that whole bitch up. Listen, the niggas are lucky that we were still in the panty. So like I didn't. So like I didn't have to get get let go in front of everybody. Niggas ain't have to see me pack out my desk. Cause when they when that when that call came in like hey, yeah they said they did not join employment I definitely understood why people go back into their jobs and shoot everything up I understood exactly that mindset because it's just you you, you playing with my money you playing with my emotions you disrespecting me but then you still you still keep going you still keep grinding honestly that was the reason I went back to school niggas wonder like what what made you go back to school Calvin like what after you know what I'm saying because nigga I was like I don't know what else to fucking do bro that pipeline crazy as hell ain't it. 
I don't know what else to fucking do. So shit, I might as well go back to school because shit, maybe I look maybe I look better with an MBA. Maybe an MBA to a business degree is like a BBL to to an IG model. It just makes you look better and look more attractive. Fuck it. We'll figure it out. Oh, even when I'm depressed, I still get the jokes off, baby. Come on, you know me. You know who I am. Shut up, Kyle. So, so that's so, 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 so all the niggas who ask, like, what made you do it? Nigga, I was, I didn't have a job. And I figured at least I can use, use some of the student loan money to make sure I had a house to live in. So we still, we still working, we still applying, and then something happens. And I thank, you know what I'm saying? I thank God for this happening. So again, like, I lo- love my mother to death. My mother, my mother tells me, hey, somebody's getting ready to call you. And it is a director for a nonprofit in 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 Cincinnati. Because again, y'all don't need to know where I y'all don't need to know where I work. Because I say too much wild shit on this platform for y'all to call anybody I work for and try to get me fired. Fuck all y'all. So, so it's a director for a nonprofit, and it's a contract job. You know what I'm saying? Because of the pandemic, they have they have opening. At this company, which really is a partnership between several other higher companies, wonderful to try to you know address certain inequities in the black and brown communities because of this pandemic. It's twelve months, and so again, beggars can't be choosers, right? Because at this point, ain't no money coming in, nigga. I'm I am I am finessing and hustling for every dollar that Crip walks into my bank account. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'll take it. Because mind you, the, the job that's the job that is offered, it's a it's a significant haircut from what I'm making. But again, you at this point, when you when you hungry, nigga, you're gonna eat whatever's put in front of you. I don't know about that. And listen, I say it like this. And it's talk. not because and it's not because I don't understand. I it's not because I don't understand. I understand you having to do what the hell you gotta do. Trust, I'm a mom, and I got and I became a mom very, very young. So there's a lot of shit that you eat in that. Like, trust, me. I get it. What? Um, but I think that you were making the smartest decision because Calvin, it's not a step back, and I think sometimes we have to stop looking at redirection as moving. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me let me cut cut you off because the reason why I'll disagree with you is because the nigga that hired me here. Let me let me put you on guy. So I so so I I have two interviews. Even though like they pretty much already told me they're gonna get to I'm getting the job, but it's 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 formality. I call I call dude to give him the you know to accept the offer because again, nigga you you. You need to make you need to bring some money in, bro. And I guess he I guess he had had a bad day. I guess somebody that was close to him as like a mentee had had passed away. So I call him and I I tell him I'm going to accept the offer. You know the first thing he says to me? It's not congratulations. It's not welcome to the team. It's not none of that. It's Damn, man, I really thought you had something better for you. That was the first thing that the nigga who was hiring me said. Wow. So, yeah, that hit. That hit hard. Because it's like, 
you know, and I know, we both know that I'm only doing this out of desperation. But we're here. I think so, that I think you should change your attitude about this. So, so let me finish. Let me finish. Because so then I get I get I, I get alerts. I get alerts. You know what I'm saying? So and I and the reason part of the reason I accepted the job was I told them straight up, well, look, if there's a certain type of job that comes my way, I'm going to take it. And I need to know if y'all going to be okay with that before I accept this job, because I understand the expectations of me. But also, but you, everybody in here know y'all gave me at a discount. Y'all said it, not me. So I need you to understand that. And they were cool with it, and so I, because they respected that, and I, I can respect. Okay, cool. Let's go, let's let's do the good work that we're going to do for this community because we're really going to actually do some great work. But then, so literally after that that call, I get an email. Because right. mind you, so we, we talk about the unemployment. Of course, I appeal it. I appeal the unemployment. I'm like, oh, y'all got me figgity fucked up. And not, I, not only do I appeal it, but I also have one of the lawyers I know send a letter to the corporate office basically like, yo, this this feels real discriminatory that y'all out here really trying to make it hard for this man to collect his unemployment. And like, if that's, a, if that's a right you want to play, we can play that game. Just let me know. And obviously, they said it in way more legal terms, but is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I get it. So I get an email saying like, "Hey, you, you know, got a notification." When I tell you that literally, like a day after I accept this offer, they they reply back and saying, "Hey, we reversed the decision on your on your unemployment." Come on. We, so we reversed the decision on your unemployment. You're you're gonna get it. And so I'm happy, but also I'm like, "Fuck," because there was like a five week period where I didn't apply for unemployment because I'm like, if I'm not gonna get it, there's no point in me. Continuing to do these tedious ass claim processing just to get denied, and because so for all the niggas who really think, and this is a side chart, all the niggas who really think it's that easy to collect unemployment, let me tell you firsthand, it's not. It is not only is it not easy to collect unemployment because they make you do a whole bunch of shit to collect it. Secondly, it's forty percent of your paycheck that you got at your last job. The the three hundred dollars, the extra three hundred dollars is is recent and temporary. So if if so for all of those people who are like people just don't want to work, people don't want to work at the fast food stations no more. People don't. If you can't compete with forty percent of a nigga's salary plus three hundred dollars, pay them niggas more. Back to my point. So, but so not only does that happen, um, so then I call. I called unemployment and like, you know, to make a long story short, the lady literally helps me fill in the gap for those five weeks I didn't apply because she's fucking with me. Because I tell her, like, look, here's what happened. She's like, we can help you file those five five weeks on the phone right now. I was like, nigga, say less. Because you know why? Because I was still steadfast and actively trying to get employment that that it worked out. And so I applied for unemployment in March. I applied for unemployment March 8th. I finally seen a dime of unemployment last week. And I say that to say, and I'm saying all this to say that, like, there were times over this these past 18 months, I seriously considered that I was more of a burden than a blessing to the people around me. 
There are times over this last 18 months where I wanted to give up. There are times over this last 18 months where I felt like it wasn't worth it. There are times over these last 18 months where I felt like this podcast, I was like, what am I doing with this? What am I like? We got so used to recording in the studio over the last, over the last 18 months, we've had to figure out two or three new ways to record. Thank you, frustrating. So, and I, and I'm sharing this because First of all, I want to apologize. I want to apologize because if oh, any time over these last 18 months, I've, I felt off or I felt or or our interactions was off. I apologize because I, even though I was going through some shit that I couldn't tell you about, you you didn't deserve to have me bleed on just because I'm bleeding. So I want to apologize for everyone that applies to. And y'all know who y'all are. Secondly, think- secondly, secondly, I want, I want to, I want, again, I told y'all I wasn't going to be able to, I wasn't going to talk about this side of testimony. And the testimony is the lesson I learned is that you have to like we make fun of Greek niggas all the time for all all the reasons. But one of the things I definitely learned was a poem: "Don't quit." When things get hard, nigga, it's easier to give up, bro. Like ever so many times, I'm just like, man, fuck it, like fuck it, fuck it. But I couldn't give up. Because the people around me wouldn't let me. To be honest, my ego wouldn't let me. And it was just working and just really trying to just hit hit the ball every day, man. Like, make an effort. And so I say that to Silver. Whoever's listening, you feel like you had a brick wall. You feel like you in a rut. You feel like shit's just not working out for you. And I feel you, nigga. Nigga, I feel you. Keep making that progress. Keep making that step. Because eventually... it it will break through as long as you keep moving. You will get to where you want to go. And, and the third thing is that oftentimes salvation doesn't come in what you think it does. Salvation doesn't, doesn't often look like how we want it to look like. It never this, does, if this, this role I'm in now was not, was not on my radar. Hell, this role didn't exist 18 months ago because the pandemic didn't exist. For for this to be the role that allows me to be able to be flexible enough and 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 firm enough on my boundaries to 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 to, to open myself up to possible networking opportunities to really make that next step is is a blessing, even though the salvation doesn't often look like what we wanted to. I think. I had a I had a fairy tale idea as far as like how I was gonna get out of this. And I had this whole triumphant story ready for y'all niggas. That ain't this. But this is real. And this is what my experience was in order to get out of the darkest place I've ever been. Like, and I know I know I'm heavy when I'm like that. So I try to leave I try to leave niggas alone when I'm like that. And niggas and the niggas in my circle wouldn't let me. Because I know how I am. It was like, no, nigga, we not. I, we you're not even telling us what's going on, but we know what's something going on. We not we not gonna let you do that. So I think I, I think I think I thank y'all for that, because you you guys knew what was better for me than what I did. So. And if you call us your niggas and let us be, and that was our whole point about it. You be going through whatever it goes through. And I know sometimes, I know what it feels like. Sometimes I shut down completely. I just, I need to be in my own head. I I can, I only make sense in my own head. 
right now. I need some space. I understand that. But lean when necessary. Tap in when you need to. The door is open. But you do the thing that you hate when it's done to you and you, like, you drop it. And it's like, baby, you, we got the room. You got the room. Here. I'm asking you to. Lay it on us. We can handle it. Your relationships with your friends are a lot more reciprocated than you're giving us credit. We got you. Sometimes you need somebody to pull up, pull up. It may be your turn to pull up. It may be our turn to pull up on you, but be there. Nigga, we got you. And you're not going through anything that's not unnecessary. And I think that's the bottom line. That's that's the, the lesson. You're not nobody none of us are. Everything that we're facing right now is preparing us for new levels and new depths. This isn't a step back from Calvin. It's a direction. It's just not the one that you want. And my mom has a very good quote. For this. She she said she got in my ass about this too. My mom said, "You get so caught up doing what you think you want instead of doing what you need to do. The necessary has to occur sometimes, and you can't shy away. You can't run. You can't fuck this. I and throw tantrums and be mad. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing." But I know I have. You have to stay committed. You can't cheat the mile. Stay down. And sometimes the necessary has to occur. This is that. But the fact that they recognize that, hey, bro, we know you're worth more. But this is the best I can do. You make the necessary adjustments. That's 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 the adulthood. The end goal doesn't change. The game plan does. You know how many times architects go through blueprints? The house still gets built though. How we got here changes, and that's okay. Adaptability is a survival skill, and you got it in you. Switch switch gears, bro. That's all you need to do. Switch fucking gears. Dig a little harder and do it with some smi- do it with a smile. Enjoy this shit. The most painful shit I've ever gone through in my life, I had to find, we laugh about it, right? But I had to become very lighthearted about some of the very heavy parts of my life because holding on to heavy shit gets exhausting. Lighten the fuck up. It's not all doom and gloom. You ain't lost shit. From what I'm looking at, you're sitting in your apartment, you driving your car, you got love in your life, romantic, platonic family, you respected, you eating. Shit could be a lot fucking worse, bro. You're not doing bad at all. And sometimes you need to hear that it's not doomsday. It's not. This is not 2016. I'm telling you. You've come way farther than that. Way farther. Give yourself some more fucking credit. This ain't that. You're doing fine. Just fine. And had you not been a dickhead, we could have had this conversation in private, but you made me cuss you out in front of all our friends. So y'all get to give Calvin a hard time too, because you're worth it. You're not heavy, Calvin. What you're going through is, but you got people at your back. No, I'm not going to carry the load for you, but I can hold you back while we get up this hill. Let me do that. And sometimes... I need you to push me up this hill too. My load gets heavy. Our relationship is very reciprocated. 
but that doesn't make me special. You have friends who reciprocate the same love over and over again. You're not wrong. I'll tell you when you're wrong. What's wrong is that, and what I'm when I'm when I'm mad at you for is you let this shit get this heavy and didn't say a fucking word, and you had the audacity to call me your friend. That hurts. If that's how you feel about it, don't just tap in. I don't have to know your business, but I do need to know when my friends need a little extra love. Don't ever call me your friend if you're if you if you have to hesitate about asking that of me. If you need a soft space, take it up. Life shit sucks. You're not going through it by yourself. I'm done cussing you out. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> am, am I the only person in your life that you get mad but you have to be mad at? No. Because I showed my ass on Sunday at Sang and Hangout too. I love y'all niggas. But like, oh, shout out to Sang and Hangout. That is literally one of the coolest vibes. If you've never been, you're cheating yourself. It is like, it literally is like uh, walking in with family. Alright. I choose to I choose probably not to go because I know that's a safe I know that's like a, a safe space for beloved. And like sometimes we need just our own shit. You feel oh, me? Oh yeah, that's fair. Like I think I'm gonna sit the next one out. But honestly, like for the exact same reason, like and it's not that I'm not a welcome, but sometimes people need their safe space. I know I'm welcome. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that, I know that, and, but, you know, sometimes, like, niggas just need that pocket where they can just be, they ain't gotta be somebody. They can, they can be them. Yeah, sometimes you need some alone time, and that's also, cool. Also, side note, how do I say this respectfully? Y'all niggas don't need to update me on everything that Beloved is doing. Y'all don't. Y'all really, y'all really, I actually prefer if y'all don't. Like, I don't need... Ooh. It sounds like everybody needs to start learning how to money. Yeah, like I don't, I don't, and I understand like you're just trying to like, you know, it's a weird way of like showing that like, but like I don't need to see videos of her like. I know what she, I know why she's there. Like I know what I know. I don't, I don't need, I don't need that. And there's it's different. It's like, hey, I think I think this is her, and like I know we're close. I don't, but you know her like. But is it weird if I speak? Like I'm like shit, speak, nigga. Like just say you know, like you know what I mean. But it's like I don't need. That's part part of the reason I try to keep my shit my shit is because I don't need niggas to update me on what the person. I, I don't I need play by plays about my partner. Yeah, I don't, nigga. I don't. I don't. Like I don't need play by plays about. Like honestly, that's another reason why I think my next relationship is gonna be so big. It's gonna be ooh, private, very private, very 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 private. As a matter of fact, there's a guy that um, I've been talking to, and I like him. I, I, oh my gosh, it's really weird to say that because I don't, I don't really like saying that I like people because it sets an expectation in my head that probably shouldn't be there because of the title made me go. But I'm digging where this is going. It's a very like. I hate to say respect because it's assumptive that I don't get respect in my relationship. But it's a level of respect in the way that he handles me. I'm not used to. Like, it's very patient. Very patient. And I have, 
I'm, as somebody who's not a very patient person, I know that when I'm displaying patience with someone, it's kind of an act of love because I don't always have a lot of patience at all. So it's just like, hmm, it's interesting. I'm, this is interesting. And, and, and the reason why it zones me out is because y'all just started doing it. It'd be one thing if this was a, but because y'all just now are like, because we, we spent a year in a pandemic, so it wasn't like, you know, niggas was outside. Because, like, we just not getting outside no more and you see who I'm with. Y'all, now y'all, it's it's weird. I don't like it. Like, I don't like it. And, and, like, when I don't like something, like, I don't react well to it. So it's like, let's just, let's just not do that. Let's I just, just feel not. like, listen, on the flip side of that, I am also still dating because I'm a single woman. I don't, I'm only as faithful to, to the, I'm only as faithful as the man that I'm single. Baby, if we are not committed, then let's not make If it's not a thing, don't make it a thing. And I think because people aren't used to, like, we say that, but I actually practice it. Like, yes, I am dating him and you and that, yes, I am seeing multiple men. Because I'm single and dating is fun as a woman. It really is. Because And I go in for the experience. I go in for a really, I go in for a good time. I'm not out here trying to do the most. You know what I'm saying? And even if I am trying to do the most, again, it's my business. And I enjoy, I, I date, I'm not dating for, I'm not, honestly, I'm not dating intentionally at all. Not at all. I'm just here. I'm just here. I'm here for it. And dating, when you when you have good energy and time with somebody, you can keep it as light or as heavy as you want to. And I enjoy navigating that space. It's really fun dating somebody simply because you can't. Transactional dating sucks. And I'm not talking about just being cashed out and a bunch of shit like that, because that is also a part of dating. But like, I don't like people that be like, oh, I'm dating for marriage. No, you. So everybody that you meet, you think is a potential partner. And, and the people who say they're dating for marriage, that's how they, that's how you set yourself up for failure, bro. Like you said, like, like, don't come here if you're just going to waste my time. First of all, most, I don't I, know if I like you. I'm trying to figure out if I like you. I figure it out. I don't. So I stopped. How was that wasting your time? <laughs> like, or also one of the one of the funniest things is is when someone reaches the you supposed to be my nigga level before I reach the you supposed to be. Me. So I've clearly done whatever you need me to do to check off these boxes of oh this is boyfriend material. So then you just magically expect I'm ready to be exclusive because. I've checked off these boxes. Meanwhile, especially in these transactional relationships that a lot of you motherfuckers live in, you ain't do a goddamn motherfucking thing to, 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 to make it seem attractive for me to do I've seen, there was this, there was, remember, and we're going to have to wrap up here because we could literally be on this bitch for three hours tonight. But I think that I saw this video of this girl and she was explaining that like after her and her boyfriend broke up, she felt like he should still be. He had brought her a condo and a car. Oh, that bird! That and she bird. felt like, and she felt like her her boyfriend should continue to pay for the lifestyle because he he elevated her. And I was just like, Can you can, do you hear do you hear me saying fuck no fuck no fuck no? Continue. What's funny is that she's not an anomaly. Is of course not. It's weird. I saw, I saw hella people agreeing. I saw some people calling the fact that that when he broke up with her, when they broke up, that he took back the stuff that he was paying for was financial abuse. 
Well, it depends on how he takes it back. If he just snatches it and it affects her adversely, well, then... so how much? So how much time? If okay, so I'm a, I'm gonna ask a very hypothetical question. So, if you're in that situation where the niggas paying for niggas paying for everything, and y'all break up, how much time does he need to give you to get out of his house and give him back his? Car? I think that that's a conversation that you guys can work out together. And I, I don't, I can't put on a time frame because I don't like to count nobody's pockets or ability to move and shake. But even in the spaces I've lived with several, well, not several, I'm not saying like that. I've had two significant others that I've lived with. And then um, there was one that I kind of cohabitated my space with as well. So I've had like, but on the last situation, there was no really financial agreement with that. The other two, like this was one of my, an ex of mine. And then my ex-husband obviously lived together. When it was time to split, it was like, I'm out. I'm cool leaving. I'm out. And no, I don't have any expectations that those men would continue to pay for the things. Now, in both these in both these situations, both of these men bought me car. Okay. How I choose and at when we were together, they were putting the bill for these cars because we were together. When we decided to split up, I said, What is it gonna take for me to take on this responsibility because I don't want you to be attached to it. In one situation it was amicable, in another situation it was not. So how you choose to move on that is honestly between y'all. But I would pray that if you guys are breaking up simply because it, you can be amicable about it, given the fact that you do need this nigga to keep begging for your shit. If that's the case, you should have some sense about how to get from under that situation. Because I think that's wild. So my, and why? So my, and the second part, real quick. The second part is, I don't want a nigga to have that much say so about my life. You mean to tell me if he decided to change the locks, I'm asked out? If he decided to repo my car, I'm asked out? That's way too much control. And so my thing is, right? It's one thing if we're together. It's another thing when we're not. And that's just, that's way too much power. So my thing is this, right? Like, what were you doing with your money in the time... That he was paying for all of this. Like, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, we talk about the control shit. In my head, I'm thinking, like, why wouldn't you have some shit saved up? Just in case, on some rainy day shit, on some, like, this nigga's paying for all my shit right now, but whatever money I get that's mine, I'm going to save up. You know what I'm saying? Just in case. You know what I mean? That's just, in my and I understand, like, but it just, and also the way Shorty said it, it just came real burnt. Like it was, it was an expectation. No, baby girl, if that money in those, that, that apartment was conditions of we being exclusively together, if you choose to not be exclusively together anymore, you also are not exclusively together with my money. Like what? What? I just, and, and I think that that ideology, that this sense of entitlement is wild. That was a lie, and I couldn't believe. Hell. And I thought, and honestly, when I was listening to it, I was like, "She's serious." No, she dead. She dead to fuck serious. Like she's nigga, dead she, ass. She was so confused that anyone else was disagreeing with her. Like she, but the way we're talking right now, and I'm not. Far, and I'm not gonna lie. Was I'm not that confused. I'm not a split the rent ass bitch. I'm not at this point in my life, no. And especially because my daddy told me straight to fuck up. Like when a man wants to put you in a house, he puts you in a house. You don't play house with no niggas. Like y'all go get a space together and y'all figure that out. But my, my, I get that from my dad. But if the, the, y'all split up, 
those entitlements, that that the gifts, the things that that nigga was willing to do with you as a benefit to being with him, that's slow. And honestly, you shouldn't want it. It's like, yeah, no, nah, like you know what I'm saying, I, I believe in equity, right? So I saw so very. It, I know we got to wrap up, but there was a scenario where dude was making like 150 thousand. His shorty was making like 45. And he was still trying to do this whole 50-50 split, had her pay her part for this crazy-ass vacation as parents want. Like, that's just wild to me. Like, if I'm making three times as much as my significant other, I'm not going to ask for no 50-50 split. It just, because that, it's not, it's not, it's not equitable. Because it's, we call if, that, we call that pro rider share, right? Because yeah. you, I think that these are the conversations that you're supposed to have with your partner before. Or y'all start entering into serious work cohabitating type of, type of situation. Like, I need to know how much money. I need to know what my contribution to this household is the expectation. Because no, I'm not a bitch that's like, uh, oh, he can handle all the bills. No, I think that we should, whatever works out amicably works out between us. If you got it, got it. If it makes sense for you to handle the bills and I handle another area of our life, yes. Whatever it is, I just think that people should make it equitable. Make it equitable. That way, he doesn't feel taken advantage of, and you don't look like a bum bitch. Because oftentimes, the 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 the, the scenarios sound like, nah, you getting over on that nigga. Like you getting over on that nigga, and, and it's and deliberate. Then, it, it's deliberate, but you getting over on that nigga. Then when that nigga has resentment because he realizes he's you're getting over on him, then there's an issue. So it's like just, and we'll end it. We'll end, we'll wrap it up. It's like look. Whatever y'all agree to when y'all together, when y'all is 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 what y'all agree to when y'all together. I know plenty of niggas who 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 got it like that who just want trophy wise. Like your job is to stand there and look pretty for him and and to be there when when he when he needs you to. Cool, that is your job. That is what he's asked of you. So you do what you're asked, and in return, you don't have to worry about shit. However, the moment that scenario changes, especially if you're the one that changed it. If you're the one like I don't want to be a, I don't want to be your trophy wife no more. I don't want to be I don't want to do this no more. Be the wild expectation of you broke your part of the contract and you still expect him to keep his. Right. I and just again, think that we is, need to this, keep it a lot more. This is, and this is gender neutral because at the same time, like yeah, nigga, like you can't you can't break your part of the contract and expect the other person to keep their part. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Like. It's, it's it's almost like how uh, a, a a music artist gets this crazy advance, they record they they album flops, and then they expect to be let out their deal just because like no nigga you said we gave you this money because you was gonna deliver us a smash hit you did it you broke your part of the contract what but you think we just gonna not get our money back? Right. But um, I'm gonna end this on a positive note if you don't mind. You got it because I've already I've already got cussed out today so you got it. <laughs> Being true to yourself also means protecting yourself. It also means loving yourself, checking yourself. You got to be your number one fan. And I had to learn that I can't expect anybody else to love and be a fan of Alex if I do. It's not about taking shit. It's not about popping shit. But it is about saying, hey, that's a boundary. And that's all... Okay. Certain people aren't going to like it. It's not up to like. 
there's certain things that people be like, oh, I give you attitude or pushback about as if it was up for debate to begin with. Respecting me is never up for debate. Respecting yourself is never up for debate. Keeping people in the, and, and I hate to say it like this, but keeping people in their place is not up for debate. At all. And stop making the non-negotiables on the table for conversation. It ain't. Protect yourself. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock, I'm gone.